The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were shaken with fear of him, and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus, the crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there you will see him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, first off, congratulations and many prayers for those who are joining the church uh, this evening. Confirmation, baptism, First Communion, uh, anointing the sick, not sure, <laughs> all of the above. Um, congratulations, your prayers are with us. And, you know, over this past time, I guess this past year or so, you've been studying and hopefully learning a lot about Jesus. And now you get to live with Jesus. You get to, to grow with Jesus in grace, in love, in friendship, uh, hopefully each and every day. Hopefully each and every day is um, a reality in which you live closer to our Lord than the previous day. So congratulations and you know, we're, we're praying for you. And as well, this, this past, these past couple days you know, here in the parish... Uh, at Father Peter's initiative, you know, we've experienced uh, some missions in which, you know, a few of the parishioners here have gone out to the neighborhoods and knocked on doors and uh, found some crosses in our own backyard here, <laughs> hidden in the backyard here. And, you know, I think overall, I think it was a great experience. At the end of the mission this afternoon, we had a, a time of sharing. And so some of the missionaries got up and kind of shared their their experiences a little bit and and I think the ones that hit me the most were the ones that said, you know, I was nervous, I was anxious, you know, as I was loading my car full of sandwiches and headed downtown, you know, I was thinking of all the problems and the obstacles that I am going to experience as I get out there, you know, with the nervousness and anxiousness and, and everything. And, uh, and then when I got out there, actually, there weren't any problems. <laughs> it was just... Everybody was willing to talk. All the doors were being opened, and, and it was just kind of an amazing experience. And a little bit kind of reminded me of the moment when our Lord sent out his disciples to, uh, to go and do everything that he had been doing up to that moment. And, uh, you know, and they came back, and they were amazed, and they were like, 
wow, we can, we can do amazing things. We can cast out demons and we can, we can heal people. This is absolutely amazing. And anyway, it kind of reminded me of that, of that moment. And, you know, because I think we know a lot about Jesus. I think in our hearts we have learned a lot of things about Jesus. But the difficulty many times is in the living it, is in the sharing it, is in uh, experiencing it along with other people and uh, bringing other people into this same uh, reality of introducing them to our Lord. And I think this is a little bit what uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary experienced as well as they were headed to the tomb where our gospel takes place there at the tomb. And, you know, what is a tomb? A tomb is a place of closure. It's a place where you, where you say goodbye. It's, it's a sad place. And, you know, Mary Magdalene and Mary, they head to the tomb, obviously carrying this sadness with them. And they are going there to, uh, to anoint Jesus, to finish up the, the burial process. Um, you know, they go there with um, faithfulness. They go there with love. They love our Lord so much. And that's exactly why they're going. Because they love Jesus and they want to, um, to finish up this process. And they want to say their last goodbyes to our Lord. And this is the transformation that they experience from a tomb faith to a resurrected faith. From a tomb faith to a resurrected faith. And you know, when you think of a tomb, or think of the cemeteries that uh, maybe we visited, and, you know, and what do those places look like? Well, everything is all lined up perfectly. Right? The sprinklers go on at the right time. Right? No weeds, no problems, the grass is mowed. You know, and that's kind of a symbol of, of the tomb faith, right? A faith that doesn't experience problems, a faith that, um, you know, doesn't uh, look to grow, a faith that is afraid of doubt, a faith that isn't curious, you know, a faith that knows exactly where Jesus is because that's where I put him. A faith that knows exactly where Jesus is because that's where I left him three days ago. And Mary, these two Marys, head off to the tomb to do something nice for Jesus. They go off to the tomb to do something nice. They get to the tomb, and what do they find? They find an angel. And what is the angel? What's the first thing the angel says to them? Be not afraid. Be not afraid. I know exactly who you're looking for. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, but he is not here. The angel even invites them. Hey, come here. Come on in. Look at the tomb. This place is empty. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. And those are some words that Mary... Magdalene, that every single one of those disciples is going to have to repeat over and over and over again in their lives. Be not afraid. Because our Lord is not dead, but our Lord is alive. 
Our God is not dead. Our God is alive. And if our God is alive, that means he's at work. That means he's doing something. And that means he's inviting us to do something as well. He's inviting us to live with him. And so Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they run back to the disciples as they were told. And as they run back to the disciples, what happens? They experience Jesus. Jesus himself comes out to meet them. Jesus comes out to meet them, meet him, meet them. Then they themselves embrace him and they do him homage. They worship him. They liturgize him. I don't know if that's a word, but they, right? They worship him. They offer him service. And then they go and they do what they were told to do. They go and they announce the fact that Jesus is alive. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple living of the faith. Allowing Jesus to meet them. Allowing Jesus to greet them. Worshiping Jesus. And then simply going and doing what he is asking them to do. Pretty simple. (laughs) Hard. But simple. And And that is exactly what their experience of our Lord is. You know, and they, and they leave that tomb. They leave that tomb fearful and overjoyed. Fearful and overjoyed. Right? Overjoyed because our Lord is risen. And fearful because our Lord is risen. <laughs> because he's going to be demanding and he is going to be asking something of them. And so let us ask our Lord that we have this same resurrected faith of Mary, Magdalene and of the other Mary. To allow an unpredictable God to lead us. And how often in our lives, you know, we can kind of have a have a death grip upon our plans, upon our desires. But to allow an unpredictable God to lead us. To set our heart on Christ and allow our Lord to enter into every single circumstance of our life. To allow the living Lord to enter into every single circumstance of our life. Whether it's a difficulty, suffering, whether it's a happy and joyful moment. Bringing our living Lord into every single circumstance of our life. And finally, asking for the grace to live the confusion, to live the confusion of a God who is not dead, but the confusion of a God who is alive. Dearly beloved, with one heart and one soul, let us by our prayers come to the aid of these, our brothers and sisters, in their blessed hope, so that as they approach the font of rebirth, the Almighty Father may bestow on them all his merciful help. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. 
God, be present by the mysteries of your great love 
and send forth the spirit of adoption to create the new peoples brought to birth for you in the font of baptism so that what is to be carried out by our humble service may be brought to fulfillment by your mighty power through Christ our Lord. O God, who by invisible power accomplish a wondrous effect through the sacramental signs and who in many ways have prepared water, your creation, to show forth the grace of baptism. O God, whose spirit is the fir- in the first moments of the world's creation hovered over the waters so that the very substance of water would even then take to itself the power to sanctify. O God, who by the outpouring of the flood foreshadowed regeneration so that from the mystery of one and the same element of water would come an end of vice and the beginning of virtue. O God, who caused the children of Abraham to pass dry shod through the Red Sea, so that the chosen people set free from slavery to Pharaoh would prefigure the people of the baptized. O God, whose son baptized by John in the waters of the Jordan was anointed with the Spirit, and as he hung upon the cross, gave forth water from his side along with blood, and after his resurrection commanded his disciples, go forth, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Look now, we pray, upon the face of your church and graciously unseal for her the fountain of baptism. May this water receive by the Holy Spirit the grace of your only begotten Son, so that human nature created in your image and washed clean through the sacrament of baptism from all the sequer of life of old may be found worthy to rise into the new life of of reborn children through water and the Holy Spirit. May the power of the Holy Spirit, O Lord, we pray, come down through your Son into the fullness of this font so that, so that all who have been buried with Christ by baptism into death may rise again with him who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.